Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Don't forget to subscribe, download, share this with all of your friends so that you can be assured that you'll be alerted each time there is a brand new episode of the Checkpoint Charlie podcast, which is just about every day. And speaking of that, make sure you listen each weekday from 3 to 7 on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. Just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world. Oliver Anthony's song, Richmond North of Richmond, became literally an overnight sensation. This song took the country by storm. I've I haven't seen anything like this in a very long time. And I'll be honest with you, I had several people get in touch with me. They go, Charlie, you got to hear this song. You got to hear this song. And uh, my listeners on the radio, of course, know kind of how I feel about music. I'm not a big uh, music aficionado. So I put it off for a couple of days. And then I said, all right, I've I've, I've had about three or four people tell me to listen to this song. So I'm going to listen to it. This song moved me in a way that a song hasn't done in a very long time. And it's not just me. It moved almost the entire nation. Well, the entire nation that thinks the way that we do. That's the people that it moved. There are some people out there, however, who really don't like the song. And uh, those would, uh, a lot of them would be the people that are real big fans of Taylor Swift. In fact, Oliver Anthony's anthem now, uh, Richmond North of Richmond, is number one on iTunes, Spotify, and many, many other music download platforms. It is number one. They, it is beating Taylor Swift. And the left hates that. Oh, you don't beat Baby Tay. You just can't do that. Nobody beats Taylor Swift. You see, Taylor Swift is part of the elite. Taylor Swift is one of those people who flies around the globe on private jets Taylor Swift has uh, giant soirees for the high muckety-muck, you know, the things that we don't get invited to. Taylor Swift has a $15 million mansion in Westerly, Rhode Island. That is my wife's hometown. I have been by that house many, many times, and we'll be here in just a few days again. Yes, we'll be strolling along the beach, looked down upon by Taylor Swift and her ilk. Well, you see, Taylor Swift... There's a, there's a footpath right next to Taylor Swift's house. It's a footpath. It's a public footpath to where you can have access to the beach. And Taylor Swift tried to have that footpath shut down. That's right. She tried to have access to the beach next to her home shut down from the public. Well... Come to find out. Well, first she first she came up and she said, "Oh, we're doing construction, so that's not going to be safe." Yeah, we got so they closed it down for a little while, but then the people of the town were like, "Hey, listen, we're a beach town. We we've got to have access to the beach." So they kind of lifted that. Well, now you can't even literally you cannot stop in front of Taylor Swift's house. 
She has security guards there at all times. You cannot stop. You cannot take a picture. You cannot take a selfie. You can't stop to tie your shoes before being shooed away by some guy in a yellow shirt telling you that you've got to move along, citizen. This is Taylor Swift's property. You see, again, Taylor Swift is part of the elite. In fact, there was a story from Westerly, Rhode Island, that the Westerly Airport just uh, wasn't quite enough for Taylor Swift and her uh, private jet buddies. So they wanted the town to do an upgrade to the airport. That's right. Because of Taylor Swift, they wanted the airport to be upgraded with longer runways because those, I mean, come on, those, uh, those, uh, <laughs> Those private planes, they got to have a little more runway than the little prop planes that, uh, that usually frequent that, uh, that airport. So then they started looking at actually buying up property. And when I say buying up, what I mean is using eminent domain to force people to sell their homes, their property to the town of Westerly, Rhode Island. Thankfully, that did not pass. Thankfully. Because my mother-in-law owns property you guessed it, right across the street from Westerly Airport. Joy. Imagine if that had gone through. But again, Taylor Swift is part of the elite. She is, she's with the high muckety-mucks. Oliver Anthony is not. Oliver Anthony is a working-class American who put out a song that speaks to other working-class Americans. And when I say it, when I use the word anthem, I, I mean that. It is because this is a song about the plight of the working man. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what, what race or ethnicity you are. It do, none of that matters. It is a song about the working man. And it is a song about the way we are being literally taxed to death. So you go to work. You bring home your pay after taxes. Then, when you buy something, that product is taxed, and the price of that product also reflects every other tax that has been put on that product right up until the point of sale, which, by the way, every time somebody touches a product from raw material to the cash register, it is taxed by the federal government, not only the federal government, state and local governments as well. Then if you buy something that might actually improve your life, maybe help you get ahead, like investing in a home or some property or something like that, then they want to come along and tax it again. That's where we are right now in this country with our taxation. It is ridiculous. I know there's been a lot of debate on what form of taxation we should use. I love the 26% national sales tax. Now, I know at first blush, you're going to say 26% national sales tax. That's, uh, that's way too much. Yeah, but that would do away with every other federal tax, you see. So if you, br if you make $1,000 a week, you bring home $1,000 a week, and then you decide what you're going to do with that money. And then if it is important enough to you, you buy it and you pay the 26% national sales tax. Now, you just take a look at the tax rates you're paying now. This would actually work out in your favor, you see. But the left doesn't want that because they love the IRS. But let's get back to the anthem of Oliver Anthony. You see, this speaks to the working man. It speaks to you and me. 
They don't want you to be spoken to. They don't want you to have a hero. They don't want you to have a standard bearer. No, 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 no. Whenever they can, they will try to destroy that person. They will try to discredit that person. They will try to bring that person down in your eyes. It's just the way they do each and every time. We see what's going on right now with Donald Trump. But you would imagine, you would just think that this song would be a conservative anthem. However, there are some conservatives that don't like this song either. Sometimes I get jealous of the Democrats. I really do. Because they have this innate ability to stick together. No matter what, through thick and thin, they stick together, folks. They really do. They don't turn their back on each other. They don't try to stab each other in the back. They don't try to cut the legs out of one another. They're all unified, every single one of them. So Oliver Anthony came out with this anthem entitled Richmond North of Richmond. So what did the National Review say about this? The National Review, this supposedly conservative rag. Mark Antonio Wright wrote an article, wrote an article about this on August 14th entitled uh, Anthony Oliver's Fuzzy Lament. Let me just read to you a little bit of what he says. And I love the way he starts out. My brother in Christ, please, you live in the United States of America in 2023. If you're a fit, able-bodied man and you're working overtime hours for bullshit pay, you need to find a new job. There's plenty of them out there, jobs that don't require a college degree, that offer good pay, especially in this tight labor market, and great benefits especially if you're willing to get your hands dirty by doing things like joining the Navy, turning wrenches, fixing pumps, laying piper, a hundred other jobs through which, it, which Americans, American men can still make a great living. If you're the type of guy who's willing to show up on time uh, every time, work hard while you're on the clock and learn hard skills, there's a good paying job for you out there. Go find it. Oh, oh, oh is it just that easy? Mark Antonio Wright. Well, you know what this really sounds like to me? This sounds like Joe Biden, Bidenomics talking points. That's exactly what it sounds like. Apparently, Mark, uh, what's this guy? Mark Antonio Wright, uh, his world as a columnist for the National Review probably affords him a much better lifestyle than Oliver Anthony has. In fact, probably affords him a much nicer lifestyle than most of us have. For what? Scribbling down some words on a paper every day? Oh, times are hard for Mark Antonio Wright, aren't they? Mark Antonio Wright, I don't think you've ever gotten your hands dirty, except maybe if uh, you get a little news uh, newsprint on your hands while you're reading the New York Times, probably your newspaper of choice. Plenty of them out there. Plenty of jobs out there, he says. Well, these jobs that Mark Antonio Wright is talking so highly of, you know, their wages are not outpacing inflation. In fact, inflation is taking a huge chunk of Americans' paycheck. In fact, a new study that came out last week said that the average American family is spending $760 more a month 
than they did just two and a half years ago. Uh, those jobs? And my brother in Christ, why? Why do you? Oh, that galls me no end. My brother in Christ, I'm about to insult you. My brother in Christ, I'm about to look down on you. My brother in Christ, I'm about to judge you. That's what Mark Antonio Wright was actually saying in his little column, his um, snidely written column, I might add. But it's not just people like Mark, uh, uh, Mark Antonio Wright. It's also other Christians. You see, because Mark Antonio Wright just kind of confessed himself to be a Christian. But what about the other Christians out there? I mean, certainly Christianity today can have nothing to say bad about Oliver Anthony. Christianity Today. Isn't that great? We need, we, need a, we need a magazine called Christianity Today because they're going to tell you how to be a, a Christian today. That's what they're going to do. I, I, I think I've already got the book that does that. It's the Bible. Thank you very much, Christianity Today. But even they came out with an article slamming Anthony Oliver, uh, <laughs> Oliver Anthony's song. Oh, my goodness. It really is amazing. Christianity Today took offense to Oliver Anthony's song, Rich Men North of Richmond, reading from an article by J.D. Rucker. Specifically, the author didn't like the lines where Anthony lambast old people on welfare buying fudge rounds while others starve on the streets. Is that harsh? Maybe. But is it reality? Absolutely. But he wasn't blasting everyone on welfare, just those who shouldn't be taking advantage of the system, see? That's what Anthony Oliver was talking about. I mean, Christianity Today. Just think about this. This was actually one of Oliver Anthony's own stories, you see. You see, Oliver Anthony is fighting a battle, fighting a battle with alcoholism, fighting a battle with mental illness. But you see... The story in Christianity Today reveals the author's personal experience in the past with being on food stamps, which is why she doesn't like the song. Well, okay, that's fine. But then she says other Christians shouldn't like it either. Oh, that's nice. It's also none of her business. This isn't a biblical issue just because some woman at Christianity Today got offended. If Anthony, if Anthony went after everyone needing assistance, well, that would be one thing. But he singled out morbidly obese people using taxpayer funds to buy unhealthy food. You see, there's nothing unbiblical about that. Oliver Anthony's song doesn't rank in the top one uh, or top 10,000 problems of this nation and the world faces from a biblical perspective. A Christian publication and author might want to address real issues instead of manufacturing one over lyrics in a song they don't like. Wah, cry me a river, Christianity Today. It's unbelievable. Do you want to talk about songs that you should be offended by? Uh, why don't you look at Cardi B's WAP? Why don't you look at, uh, why don't you go to a Sam Smith concert and then take a look at those songs? That, and, and not only that, the performance that Sam Smith is putting on. And then maybe Christianity Today, if you get out of that little tight bubble that you're in, you will see that Oliver Anthony's song isn't part of the problem. It's part of the solution. But you see, 
I guess they don't want solutions either, do they? Because without that, there'd be nothing to complain about. I hope he does well. He just turned down an $8 million deal from what I heard. That's interesting. But I hope he does well. I hope he overcomes and battles through his mental health problem. I hope he stays dry, stays sober. I hope he continues to be someone that conservatives and people all over the country can look up to. Because Lord knows, with the folks like the National Review and Christianity Today, we certainly need someone to look up to. This is the Checkpoint Charlie podcast.